All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Garage Podcast. I'm your host, David, and joined with me, as per usual, is my sexy and sultry co-host, Mr. Zach Wills. How are you doing, Zach Wills? Tender. Oh, nice yeah? Tender? tender. I feel it in my plums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a line that uh, that I usually say, right? Except I, I got it from someone else. So I came from uh, um, Eastbound um, and Down. Will Ferrell. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I That's a, another show. I think we've talked about that show. Maybe you brought it up and I just haven't gotten around to it. I, you know what? I did get around to uh, watching, though, that you recommended so many times was Righteous Gemstones. Gemstones. Yep. Are you caught up? Yeah. I am. <laughs> Actually, I binged the whole thing. It's very uh, within good. a span of like four days. Yeah, it's it's so easy to get through um, in a good way. Like, I mean, the epi- most episodes are only about 35, 40 minutes mm-hmm. long or so. So, yeah. so, you know, you don't have like 60 minute long episodes to contend with. Um, another like I honestly, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I do. Um, but it's it's one of my favorite shows right now. Um, the 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 writing and directing mm-hmm. team of David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and uh, I think uh, the other common name that I see Jody Hill. Um, mm-hmm. I ha- haven't heard of that person, but her name pops up in the credit credits a lot as a director and I think co producer. Um, but yeah, it's it's phenomenal. <laughs> like I. Mm-hmm. I know. It. I've, I knew. I've probably I woken it. up, woken up everyone in my house from laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, for those of you unfamiliar, it's basically like an evangelical family that's uh, super rich because they run one of those like, it, it's like a Joel Austin, 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 Austin. Uh, yep. Yeah, kind of uh, scenarios where you know they they have like a, you know. A, Mega church. Yeah, like a mega church. And so that's how they made uh, all their money. And um, like, I thought it was just going to be about like hypocrisy, basically. And there's definitely quite a bit in there, but that's not the central theme. And Mm-mm. I, I kind of thought that's what it was going to be. And the fact that it wasn't on top of like what it's actually about and how there's like so many different things at play. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. So well, I'm glad, Yeah, I know it's my, it's my favorite right now too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we are here today to talk about the book of Boba Fett that just wrapped, uh, last week. Um, Zach, you excited to, to chat about this? I actually am more than I thought I was going to be. I, I really really got into this one yeah it was it was fun um so i have you seen or read anything in the the form of like they're gonna do more seasons because i i know you said you went down like a youtube rabbit hole today i was just curious if you came across anything that said like we're doing a another season because i haven't seen anything like that i don't no, 
I don't know how you would. I'm not as versed in the storyline as most people because mm-hmm. I'm I, I can't approach this as a diehard Star Wars fan. And I, yeah, I just is, opted not to because I think it would be insulting, frankly. And it, it's, yeah. it's just too it's too much work. Yeah. So the, I don't the, I don't know. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. This this is a, a good time for a good disclaimer of this is uh, by a couple of casual Star Wars fans. And what I mean by casual is that um, we like Star Wars. We love Star Wars. Do we watch every single thing that Star Wars uh, and Lucasfilm has put out? No. Or read every single thing. Have we read all of the books that came out after the original trilogy? Nope. Have we read the comic books? No. Um, Do we want to do all that if we had the time? Absolutely. That would be great. yeah, I, I would, but um, yeah, this is uh, this conversation will is brought to you by <laughs> a couple of casual Star Wars fans. <laughs> we both love the franchise, but like you know, I was also watching some YouTube videos today, um, just trying to catch up, uh, catch some things that I didn't pick up on. There were mm-hmm. and like everything that I did not pick up on for the most part was like tie-ins from from other stories and pieces of lore within the star wars universe we were kind of talking Mm -hmm. about this a little bit before we hit record but like there's a lot that uh uh, that happened in the clone wars that uh, apparently they pulled into this there's a lot that happened in a lot of different segments of the fan fiction i guess like you're not only pulling from clone wars you're pulling heavily from mandalorian you're pulling heavily in a lot of little ways from the original trilogy too and even the prequels like no kidding if you actually tried to map out in a timeline of everything that played out up to this and then moving beyond this because there is a timeline that goes beyond this Mm -hmm. in the form of like the the latest movies this kind of like squeezes in between i gather you would Uh, have to be a Star Wars historian, I guess. I, I don't know. Do they need me? No. Okay, they're good. You'd have to be some kind of really, really devoted fan because it's it's too much. It's too much. It's yeah. I could never. I could never pretend to do that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. But what we can talk about and discuss and dissect, we will be doing this, uh, doing that on this episode. So, um. Strap your balls in, kid, because we're... Don't. I can't strap my balls into anything right now except this jock strap they got me wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, you had a little outpatient surgery the other day, didn't you? Yeah, I got the old snipperooski. Yeah. No, so more, no, more, no kids. more kids for this guy. Just one and done, eh? Yeah, we're one and done. Neither of us want another one. One is a tremendous amount of work. You might hear it screaming behind me. <laughs> When my poor wife tries yeah. to wrangle a two-year-old. Um, it's you know it's a good thing that our key demo is uh, millennials, and millennials have kids now. Uh, so uh, I, I think we have some listeners that understand that. Uh, yeah, we we have kids, and sometimes they make noise. 
I actually um, tried to reach out to uh, some people just asking about the format of the podcast, and I reached out to one guy, Graham. Graham, if you're listening, um, you didn't respond. Thanks, Graham. Also, uh, Thanks. I'm really sorry about the broken the message <laughs> I sent you. I had to send like a disclaimer. Sorry, this is a broken message. I have a toddler jumping on me. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and he never responded anyway so i don't value your input anyway oh. graham take that yeah screw you graham no just kidding uh yeah i i, I don't know um i uh <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we are, we're going to talk about that here in just a second, but we have, we have some geeky news to, to go over. We're going to do a little, um, a little mini, uh, nerdy news update, but it's, it's really just like movie trailers, movie, movie trailers, TV show trailers and movie and TV announcements basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so this this is in no kind of order. This is just the order that I thought of them in. Uh, so just today they announced um, a bunch of Stranger Things information. Did you read any of this? Uh, no, I just saw or, the uh, just saw the poster. I didn't see anything else about okay. it. Yeah. So Stranger Things season four it's being broken up into two volumes. Um, what's cool about it is that um, they will come. Uh, not too far away from each other. So I believe it's May 28th. I believe the, the first volume drops and then on July 1st, um, only like a month later, we'll get the second volume. Okay. So that's pretty sweet. Um, also really cool is that it is not the last season. Um, I think a lot of people, including me, were under the impression that this was going to be the last season. Yeah. I think if you're going to definitely hallows it. I think because they said this is going to be the last season. Um, maybe it was just still conjecture at this point. And it was one of those fucking clickbaity articles that was like, this is going to be the last season. And then you click on it. It's like, it might be the last season. It's like you f <laughs> also buy these you boner pills. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so that's really cool that, um, you know, it, it is finally coming. Uh, we've been waiting for like two plus years for a new season and, uh, it's going to come in two volumes and then we'll get a fifth season after that. So that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah. Better call Saul, uh, season yeah. five, uh, the fight that will be the final season. Um, you and I, I think we might be the only people <laughs> that On the we planet. Uh, well, so when I saw the announcement on Facebook, uh, or the uh, first, it was the two promos, and there was a lot of mm -hmm. comments in there. I, so clearly, a lot of people really enjoy the show. I don't know of anyone that talks about it. Um, Not really. No, it uh, it doesn't get the hype that Breaking Bad gets, even though it should. To me, mm -hmm. it's to me, it's every bit as good. Yeah, uh, I actually enjoy it more than Breaking Bad. It's it, it's a little bit lighter. Uh, it doesn't. Mm. It, it still has plenty of like heavy dramatic moments, but in my opinion, it's just not as much of a soul sucking downer as Breaking Bad is. Like Breaking Bad is a, an amazing show, but it's a terrible show to binge. Like it's Breaking a it's Bad, a heavy a heavy watch. 
Yeah, it, that show came out uh, in the late 2000s before binge watching was a thing. So now like people are like kind of like the office and parks and rec, like people are rediscovering or discovering for the first time, breaking bad Mm -hmm. and they're binging it. And I'm like, this is not a show to binge. This is like (laughs) watch one, maybe two episodes a day and then go watch something else for like three or four days and then come back to it. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, so better call Saul final season, uh, that is coming on four eighteen. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, we got our first Jurassic world dominion trailer. Uh, finally, I've been, uh, waiting not so patiently for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, pretty excited about that. Um, I, uh, recently have you, are, are you a Jurassic park fan, Zach? Uh, yeah, as much as anybody could be. Um, I love the original, always have, and I've loved all the new age stuff with Chris Pratt. Super fun. Yeah. Uh, really want to get on Velocicoaster. Uh, if I have a chance mm-hmm. when you're down here, you got to get on that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a must do. Supposed yeah, to be for sure. really really cool. Yeah, uh, and they just added that uh, the the raptor um, like exhibit where they have like the the puppet the raptor puppet and they kind of make it look like a, you know, like a, a show where you can come oh, up I've and seen like that. pet, yeah, yeah, pet yeah, the yeah, raptor. Yeah. Right, um, right. It, it, it looks, I, I've heard it's pretty fun. Um, so pet, we'll, we'll see. Pet, pet the raptor. Sounds like something you do yeah. in the parking lot. <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> why, too. Why are his <laughs> pants down? I don't feel safe. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Peacemaker just got renewed for season two. Uh, I think that happened yesterday. Uh, that would have been, let's see. Today is what Thursday. So Wednesday, the the 16th. I never saw Um, season one. Was it good? Uh, it's, uh, it's still, uh, actually the finale just came out today. Uh, the, or the season one finale. Uh, I like nothing, right? Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, I would suggest watching Suicide Squad beforehand. Um, I, I think originally, uh, or it was either you or Ted that I was talking to. Um, those of you who don't know Ted, old co-host. Um, he was yeah, he asking. Rest in peace. <laughs> he ain't dead. He's just busy. Um, I miss him. God, I miss yeah. him. But um, he uh, he was asking if watching suicide squad was heavily dependent on understanding what's happening in peacemaker. And initially I was like, eh, you could probably skate by with like just a, a YouTube recap. And that is probably still possible, but like, I don't know. It's probably a, a good idea to, to watch the suicide squad first. Um, the James Gunn one that just came out like last year, not, uh, okay. not the David Ayer one. Um, mm. or the one that David Ayer tried to do, and then it got hijacked by uh, <laughs> by the people that cut the fucking trailer. That's a whole other story. Um, anyways, Umbrella Academy season three was uh, it's an it was kind of sort of announced. Uh, we, we just got a bunch of promo posters for it, basically. Um, there's kind of sort of news for the. Uh, the Marvel stuff that was on 
Netflix. So Daredevil, Punisher, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. So nothing has been announced set in stone for those four minus the Punisher. But they did announce, I think yesterday or the day before, that the Punisher will be moving to Hulu. So I believe they will put both seasons that were on Netflix those are moving to Hulu and then the new se- uh, season of Punisher will also be on Hulu, um, which makes sense because I believe Hulu is a uh, Disney company. They they were acquired by Disney. Um, really? Disney owns everything. Yeah, uh, they really do. Um, so, yeah. Um, did you see that they changed the Punisher logo? No, did they? Why? Yeah, the it whole was thing all, of it being pirated. Yeah, um, being co-opted by the police um, with the uh, it would be so you know it's the the Punisher logo. Sure, but sure. In between, like one of the the teeth or whatever, it's like the the blue stripe, and it's like, do you not fucking understand the point or anything about the Punisher? Like, do you understand what's going on here? I don't think you do. Um, I never was a, I, I never experienced the Punisher's con the content, the movie, anything like that. But even I knew mm-hmm. that that wasn't <laughs> the point that wasn't. And if I, a pedestrian could figure that out. Yeah. Uh, the Punisher fucking kills cops, not exclusively, but, um, without prejudice. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, I think y'all were missing the point on that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. And then, uh, we got a bunch of stuff during the Super Bowl this year. I won't go over all of it. Lord of the Rings was a big one. The, the Rings of Power, the series that's supposed to be on, uh, Amazon Prime. That trailer got a lot of flack. I I haven't watched it yet because I'm scared to. Have you watched it? Uh, I did. Um, it, uh, it looks really pretty, but there really isn't a whole lot to it. Um, I, I think it, okay. it really falls more in like the teaser trailer category okay. um, or maybe somewhere every, in everybody. Between. I don't know, man. It's like, you know how it is. Every community has its neck beards and they were all losing their shit over. Yeah. The, 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 just the stupidest parts of it. Mm-hmm. So I've been, I've been afraid to watch it. Honestly. Uh, yeah. I, I think those are mainly people that, take Tolkien like way too seriously and I guess I don't know just are already um, under the assumption that nothing is going to live up to their expectations um, and <laughs> are just determined to get all pissy already um, so yeah this is why I like being a casual <laughs> fan of everything right um Let's see. Oh yeah. And then the last thing, Futurama. Um, Did did you hear about this? Yeah. There was some drama over the guy who was uh, supposed to voice Bender not coming back. I guess it was a pay discrepancy issue. Like they couldn't get the, uh, couldn't get the rates ironed out. So he just opted not to go. Is that what happened? I think so. I think that's the thousand foot view. So, Um, oh man, what is, what is his name? Um, I, I totally forgot. Uh, anyways, you know, it's the guy who voiced Bender. And at at first I was like, all right, everyone like pump the brakes. 
let's let's wait for more information to come to light before we get all bent out of shape about the fact that he's not coming back. Like mm-hmm. we know that he's in the middle of a couple other projects, like multiple projects at the moment. So maybe he's, he has a pr- prior contractual agreement that he, he has to, um, you know, honor, uh, exactly. Uh, and, um, but no, I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, what you said is pretty much correct, that they could not come to a uh, financial agreement, which is bullshit because you know that that guy deserves every single penny that he was asking for. I would assume, I don't know what he was asking for, but I mean, I try to remember this and I don't know if people think about this. And the only reason I know this is because I listen to like a lot of people in entertainment, mostly comedians who have to like make specials. If you're going to make a thing, whether it be a special or a show, you have to get 1000 people to all agree on something. It is Mm -hmm. incredibly difficult and salary negotiations and pay scales are a part of that negotiation. And a lot of times I gather just from what I've heard, that's what holds things up. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that somebody isn't coming or they couldn't get this person, it, it's not like shocking to me. It's a bummer, but like if they couldn't work it out, they couldn't work it out and maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, but like just understand that you literally have to get so many people to agree on one thing to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. The, the fact that they got so many people from the original cast to come back already is, is mind blowing. Like I, I clicked on the article that, uh, it was the original article that said like, Hey, Futurama is back. It was the day before they announced that he wasn't coming. Um, or like, I guess the day after they announced that Futurama was coming back, that's when everyone, when it started to click for everyone that, Oh yeah. Like, uh, I think his name is John DiMaggio. Um, he's not coming back, but like six or seven of the original cast or not cast um voice actors are coming back and i was like holy shit like that's a lot like like the big names for a Um, show that old right um and i'm pretty sure those people like it's not like they uh, it's not a situation where they've been out of work like i mean maybe a couple of them have you know been not so busy but uh yeah anyways um don't want to spend too much time on that because, uh, you know, it's fine. Go. It's only been, it's only been 25 minutes. <laughs> exactly. Should we get to our actual <laughs> fucking topic? Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. You got that theme song going on. I love um, that. it's, it's a good, the, this, this theme and the Mandalorian theme is God. It's so fucking good. It like just, solidifies the whole like space Western thing. Like it is so good. Yeah. That's that, that is what these shows are. The Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett. It's it, they're space Westerns. And yeah, that's, if, dude, that's like, why I fucking love them. You're exactly right. Like if you, and I'll just fucking start. Like if you are a sci-fi fan, it's for you. If you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't delved into like the new age stuff, shut up and just do it because it's amazing. If you love mm. The Mandalorian and you haven't watched it yet, you have to. If you're a Western fan, if you like the Westerns, this is for you. If you're yeah. a crime mafia movie fan, this is for you. If you're an action adventure fan, this is for you. Like, no kidding, this hits 
everything, man. It's for a pedestrian viewer who's not deep into the Star Wars world like I am, this hit everything. I got so into this and it yeah. made me want to get into the Star Wars universe more, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a service to not only the product, but the community as well. Yeah, exactly. It's like the princess bride of like Star Wars stuff. Like the princess bride <laughs> fills out like every single friggin' movie genre that there is. Uh, somehow, some way it does that. Um, and just like you <laughs> okay, said, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett does that uh, as well. Um, very impressive. <clears throat> it's so fun. It's so fun. Everything that Favreau touches so far that I've paid attention to, like through like the Marvel stuff, I never used to pay attention to directors, writers, producers. Sure. But every time I see Favreau's name, I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he did Elf. Which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorites. I have a fucking elf shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, and why wouldn't you? Really? <laughs> Halloween elf. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so let's see. <sighs> do Do we want to talk like you know general thoughts and feelings, or uh, do we want to hit any anything specific? Like, you know, I don't know. This is hard because. How do you approach it as a general fan? I can't, I can't get into like too many specifics because it's simply too much for me to remember. Like I could have taken like super detailed notes and got it, gotten into like all these rabbit Mm -hmm. holes about these specifics from clone wars and the, the original trilogy and all that stuff, but it just wouldn't, it wouldn't have sounded right coming from me because I'm not that guy. Yeah. If the podcast was our job, then no problem. Uh, we, we would, we we would make (laughs) it the act of researching would become part of our job. But since we receive, um, very little money, um, thanks to our Patreon donors, we do receive some money. Um, but very nice. uh, Thank you. Very, thank you very much. And for everybody else, it's $3. You're not going to miss it. And maybe these shows will get better. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Maybe. No promises. No promises. Um, hey, th- thanks to our Patreon donors, we were able to fully cover our hosting costs for this calendar year. That's awesome. Um, without having to go into our own individual pockets, um, which cool. is pretty cool because uh, our hosting fees uh, are uh, are not cheap. So it, it costs money to um have your podcast on the interwebs so so hey can i just say like one of my favorite things about the whole show and it's like please a silly do. one please do the the henson-esque puppetry that came oh, into the yeah. bantha i love the bantha puppetry and i know like in the original i think it whatever movie it was, they had like a, an elephant that they covered in like fur and they gave it like this long front, like beard hair to cover the trunk and you can kind of see it. But the, the Bantha puppetry was so cool. And I think they had like a designated uh, person for the tongue, uh, in that scene where he throws it, the, the, he has like this, it looks like a big Turkey leg or something like that, but he, he throws (laughs) it into the mouth. But so that was one of my favorite, favorite things. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. And yeah, they looked they looked very realistic. Um, I did notice that a lot of people were giving shit to some of the CG, uh, especially the um, 
the 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 twins the the hut twins yeah um they did, which what what didn't they like about it the fact that it, the the cg just didn't look what they thought should be the the quality that that it should but it's like like first of all relax okay i thought Second it looked of, great i did too i i didn't have a problem with it I'll, I'll be honest, it like it didn't take me out, but I did notice like it was not subpar, but it w- I was a little taken aback. However, this is not like one of the trilogy movies, um, like uh, part of the Skywalker saga. So they're not uh-huh. going to dump like trillions of dollars into the CG to to get it to look the best um yeah the budget they they don't have the budget the budget i mean it was such that you got to be so picky in in the scenes with luke and grogu in Mm -hmm. episode six i think it is it's like all them right yeah they had to choose lines for the person who was the actual luke character that Mm -hmm. were such that they didn't have to animate so much on his face. So he was making more like K's and B sounds and avoiding like T's and S's that were up close facial shots. Like that's the Mm. detail they put in to making it because it was harder to make, make those on a face that was making like T's and S's where you have to like move the lips and things like that. But the things that are like in the back of the throat, the B's and the K's and all that stuff, like D's, like all the stuff that you don't have to work so hard on. They had to work that into the writing and they some of like the scenes where he's speaking you'll notice is like further away for that reason and and you also notice that he's like super zen and calm like granted yes he's a jedi and he's in the middle of like one of his first uh jedi pupils uh padawans sorry but like i mean that i mean that that is you know i'm glad you brought up the writing that's that's an excellent part of the writing for this show is my boy Favreau. Yeah. Is, is the Luke parts that like, and also about Luke, like, holy shit, have they come so far with the, the face swapping and the de aging and everything. Like I was so incredibly impressed. Like when I realized that they were going to actually have Luke again, um, I was a little scared that uh, that it was going to not look great and take me out of the show and be super right. distracting. But it uh, did, though. I was distracted, but only because how oh, goddamn good it was. <laughs> I was I like, like just wide mouth, like like a fucking jack and ape. I was just like, I can't believe how freaking good it looks. It like, was so good. It was so good, man. Everything yeah. about this show just kept me in it. Nothing lost me. Nothing lost me. Yeah. Not the story, none of the acting, none of the the like the practical effects, none right. of the CG stuff. None of it lost me. It was so good. So what did you think about the the going back and forth between the uh the the storyline of Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit? Um, yeah. and, and making or getting captured by the, um, the, the Tuscan Raiders and, uh-huh. and then befriending them over time. And then it jumping back and forth between that and present day. What, what did you think about that, that 
time swap uh, or, or back and forth action. Well, first of all, I love the back and forth because it forced me to think about like the Mandalorian timeline and how it, it bled into this. Mm, and like, yeah. he, he, di- he didn't like befriend them. Like he had to win them over and it was straight luck. Like it was, he had to prove himself in the desert with that youngling. But yeah. if I will say this, if you hadn't watched season two, episode six, moving forward, I think it was where they introduced Boba Fett mm-hmm. in the Mandalorian, that would actually behoove you to do that. Because that gives you a, at least that little bit of insight of um, the origin of Fennec. Is, is that her name? The Master Assassin? Uh, yeah, uh, Fennec. Fennec and how she wound up in the desert and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I I actually liked that storytelling. It didn't. It confused me at first. Like episode one, they didn't have me because I was like, this is a little confusing and I'm having a hard time following it. But if you can, sure. if you can get through that and get to episode two, you don't even have to be a Star Wars fan to keep up and enjoy it see that that is one of the things uh that has me hooked uh in regards to storytelling with tv shows especially stuff that's episodic nowadays um you know so like uh, pretty much everything on disney plus uh anything else that gets released episodically anywhere else uh, hbo max is another one but um <clears throat> let's see what's another example uh, i just thought of one um wandavision a lot of people um were complaining about the first couple of episodes and how they had no idea what was going on and i was like those were some of my favorite episodes <laughs> like mm, uh, i mean for like first of all like i loved tv from that era but also like i usually i am the person left in the dust uh when it comes to like marvel stuff like i and dc uh, really pretty much everything um you know mm-hmm. like like because all my like hardcore like uh like marvel and dc and and just comic book reading people they know what's going on but i felt like when wandavision was there like and it was first starting out and you had no idea what was going on and like we were all kind of like a uni- united front, but people still found something to bitch and complain about. And the fact that they had no idea what was going on. Um, I mean, look, you, you know what you're getting into when you get into like a Marvel product. Fucking Loki. Loki is mm-hmm. a fantastic show and you don't have to be super informed about what went on before. Granted, it definitely helps. Like if you don't know what an infinity stone is or whatever, but it stands alone. Boba Fett stands alone. WandaVision mm-hmm. stands alone. And I, I like that they're making a product that you can just jump into. Yeah. Because like it or not, as popular as, <clears throat> excuse me, Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, all this stuff is, you still need to make that product that stands alone that somebody can get into off the bat because it's intimidating. If you want yeah. to really go back and learn all the lore that led up to Book of Boba Fett and what moves beyond that, that's already existing in the Star Wars universe in yeah. the New Age stuff. No, it's like no. it's like all right. How much time do you have? Do yeah. you have? You're a, giving. A you're week? giving. You're giving them a job. Nobody wants a fucking job for their entertainment. <laughs> they want to be able to sit down and watch, and they're doing such a good job with it. 
Yeah. I, I mean, and they have to like with, with star Wars and Marvel and, and DC even now, like they have to do a good job with making things continuous and flowing seamlessly from everything that's come before it and flow into everything that will come after. But at the same time, be able to stand on its own to a certain extent so that the people that just want to see that movie or maybe got dragged along by a loved one or what have you, that they will still get something out of it. Um, it, Now, will they understand 100% of what's going on? No. no. I mean, like I've seen every single like MCU movie, but there's still plenty of shit that goes over my head. Of course. Um, because uh, I am an idiot. Um, so but here's, but no, here's the fucking rub. If you were somebody like me who knew star Wars existed just from cultural osmosis and you got into book of Boba Fett and it stood alone on its own mm-hmm. and you actually went back and tried to learn and realized the amount of effort and detail and credit they did to the original content, you've Mm -hmm. created such a rich universe. No shit. I went back and watched people who made it their job to understand how this universe works, like on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I am impressed beyond anything (laughs) that they paid that much attention, that much tribute and worked in that much detail that I would have never picked up on and I didn't have to pick up on it to enjoy it. But the fact that it made me want to learn more and then I come back to this and it Mm -hmm. makes that product that much richer. Holy shit. That is a masterclass in production and direction and writing and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think that's a very rewarding um, experience is like you, you know, you don't have to initially go and go back and watch stuff that has happened before, uh, like Clone Wars, and and then come back to this. Um, you know, you, you just get at it over time, and and then like just watching things slowly start to click, and you're like, oh, like oh, references here and here and here, like oh, and you know putting puzzle pieces together. Like it's just, it's super rewarding in in that way. Um, Oh, it's, it's definitely the long game. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what, um, so I guess, uh, let's see. Um, I wanted to, I was thinking like, should we cover more Boba Fett stuff before we pivot to the, uh, the brief intermission with, uh, the Mandalorian? Sure. Uh, let's see what do I have for uh, other uh, talking points here. Um, so I uh, it, we kind of touched on this a little bit already, but <clears throat> one of the things that uh, I really enjoyed about this and the Mandalorian is that like they are continuing to prove that there is more than one way to tell a Star Wars story, like. You know, you like the the trilogy films have like a certain look and feel to them. They have a certain tone, um, and and that that's all well and good. But like, 
you know, what about these, you know, what about the clone wars? Like, you know, how should they look and feel like, and I love the fact that they, all of this takes place within the same universe, but tonally it's much different. Like we said, this, these shows are basically space Westerns. They are Westerns that take place on Tatooine, basically. Um, I also love the fact that this, for the most part, all took place on Tatooine. Um, I I thought it was very self-contained in that way. And Mm -hmm. it was much easier for, for the audience to keep up with, um, especially people like me who, you know, have trouble with the fine details and, and remembering all the ins and outs of this universe and, and all the characters and stuff and haven't seen stuff like the clone wars and, um, and rebels and whatnot. <clears throat> but, um, I thought that was really cool is just Ex- the fact that, you know, yeah. there's so many different ways to tell stories. And this one was all contained. So like each one has like its own flavor. Each movie has its own flavor, but this one to me just felt like a, it felt like watching the Godfather. Everything was contained. Everything was divided up between, I'm going to call them families, but it was regions Mm -hmm. or different crime families or whatever. Yeah. It it was, it was like watching, it was like watching a Scorsese. I I love that for that, for that alone. Yeah. uh, That's, that's actually a really good way to put it. Like they, um, I think, if they had maybe a couple more episodes, they could have leaned pretty heavily into the, the whole families thing. Um, Oh, they absolutely could have. I would have liked to see a little bit more of that and a little bit more of like the betrayal because you really just kind of hear about it. Um, and then you see it (laughs) like when shit starts like literally blowing up, they're like, Oh, okay. Well, um, and then you find out that, it wasn't the uh the the speed bikers that that torched the the tuscan raiders um little commune it was right. in fact the uh the the syndicate or right uh, the the the, mm, the pikes, the pikes yeah. or, okay yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> and i was like oh shit <laughs> like yeah, they, they, just, talk- they just made it they made it look like it was the speed bikers Because they knew he would fixate on that and he would consider the matter settled because they had to take out the Tuscans because they Mm -hmm. were actually posing a threat because of his involvement in him training them, I guess it was. Because they they had never been on a fucking speeder bike. (laughs) No, you remember that scene where he's trying to like train them to ride and they have that that comedic moment where he wants to go forward, but he goes back. It was was fun. <laughs> yeah, I I loved those first couple of episodes when um you know he kind of gets adopted into the Tuscan Raiders and they start to become friends and like they're still like really aggressive towards him yeah. but the like in a good way like they're that you know they're like this is the fuck <laughs> you're in the shit bro like we're well, in the it's desert. One of those, it's one of those things. They're fucking desert people, dude. Like yeah. only the strong survive with them. They treat their yeah. children like that. Yeah, they have to be ruthless. They're, yeah, they have to be. And if you were going to fucking die in the desert, they're not going to, you know, take up for you. But I mean, he mm-hmm. goes out with um he goes out with the youngling and they're digging for those melons. What do they call those melons? The black melons? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or whatever it was. And um that other um what what is that creature that <laughs> he that fucking narked on him when he was trying to escape with the ropes and the dog, you know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. Yeah, he's like you could have helped me. 
They could, so they were out there digging for those melons, and what do they find? They find that six-armed Goro creature that goes down on dude, two, but he's got the he's got the four on top. You know what I mean, dude? That 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 thing was so cool. Like when he popped it was up, so terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, holy. Shit, like, it was such a wild like <laughs> Gor- well because he could go he could be up on his two and he's got his four but then right? he can go yeah. down on four and he's still got his yeah. two uppers and he can like run like super fast like a fucking centaur or something yeah, like I, that i thought that was a, a really cool choice I, I i don't know if this uh this creature in particular has been um on display in other pieces of star wars lore but uh uh, I think I mean, this th- one was actually original to this. I don't know if this one's been introduced before. Okay. Well, either from, way, from what um, I saw, either way, but what I, I, I thought what that I was, was getting at, yeah, yeah but what ahead. I was getting at was because the only reason he was accepted into the Tuscan tribes is because he actually managed to kill this fucking thing and save the youngling. And then he actually got to be trained by mm-hmm. that female warrior who was an absolute mm-hmm. badass with the, what, what I don't know what they call that staff, that traditional staff that they have. It's got a funky name. I can't I don't remember know what exactly is. what it is. Yeah. Um, it, I, one of the YouTube videos that I was watching, they, they said what the name of it was and I meant to write it down, but the name of it sounded so funny. I was like, I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> I don't right. know how well, it would be spelled. So whatever you call that, but they gave him like his beginner stick. I'll call it. They gave him his beginner stick, right? And yeah. then he progresses through, and he's finally accepted. And he's finally able to train because, like, okay, this guy's useful. We can work with him. And then mm-hmm. it parallels that that sort of Jedi mindset that they have to make their own lightsaber from a crystal that they harvest themselves right so right. there's there's the there's the parallel between the jedi and the tuscan and then moving into like the mandalorian obviously but yeah yeah and they even said um uh in the part uh, in the episode where it's basically all mando um he talks about how the jedi and the the mandalore are are like oh i forget exactly how he said it like they were not friends, but like they have very similar belief systems. There was one moment he was with the, what do they call the weapons forger? What do they call her? Um, oh my God, man. I, I meant, uh, I started gathering all the names for the characters. Cause I knew I was like, we were going to care. It doesn't matter, but whatever they call her in the scene where he fights the dude on the bridge for the, for the blade. Right. But, um, whatever they call her, but they actually do a sort of compare and contrast between the Jedi way and the Mandalorian way. And they find that they're actually opposite. That's when we see like this, actually this juxtaposition because, um, because that was a weird word. Um, the Mandalore is more isolated and loyal and what do they say the Jedi is? The opposite of that. I can't remember the verbiage, but the Jedi way and the Mandalore way. And the concern was, I think, the way Grogu is going to be trained. Hmm. Because those ways were actually opposite. And he wanted to get him his little, give him his little metal sweater. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the, little, the chain mail kind of looks like. Me, his little mithril type thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it did kind of remind me. Uh, you know, chainmail is a little bit clunkier, so yeah. it did. Um, 
look like Mithril. Um, yes. So we're, I guess we kind of naturally pivoted to the Mandalorian stuff. So, uh, how about that fucking dark saber? Yeah. I don't know enough about that. And they really left us kind of hanging at the end of this because they didn't resolve how he's going to wield that thing. Did they? Uh, I'm pretty sure that was intentional. Um, I, I, it, it, that's just my guess, but we're, we're soon to get another season of the Mandalorian. So, um, I'm, you know, he obviously still has, uh, possession of the dark saber. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming that we will see it in action a lot more going forward. Yeah. Well, they inserted it into the final episode and it like saves the day at some point, which they wanted to keep it in your mind, I guess from Mm -hmm. a writer's standpoint, but they didn't resolve anything about how he's going to fix his struggle to actually wield the damn thing, because Mm -hmm. that's the problem. Is right. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who picks it up and tries to fight it, it like gets super heavy and it's really cumbersome and they actually try to fight the saber more than their opponent. That was the, the thing with him fighting that dude on the bridge or whatever right. they were on. The yeah. Guy and you could see he was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. could see he was struggling with it too. Oh, more um, so, more so. Like as soon as the opponent picks it up, he 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 was like, they really made him like really struggle to pick it up initially, even though Mando, he could somehow wield it. This guy, as soon as he touched it, it was like nothing. He he wasn't getting it off the ground almost. Yeah, he, he might as well be swinging around like a a five hundred pound mace or something. Yeah, it, it it looks silly, but yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out. But they yeah. really left it. They left that open, so. I guess we're going to learn. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, another season of The Mandalorian. I'm glad they're doing it. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, that uh, and seeing more of the Darksaber. What, uh, so what did you think of Grogu's decision to leave his Jedi training and go chill with Mando? Or Din Djarin? <sighs> however you want to call him. I, I guess his, his given uh, Christian name is Din Djarin. It's Christian. It's <laughs> Christian. Um, mm, it felt good, but I don't know. I was a little something, surprised. Something tells me that little dude is going to end up swinging that, that dark saber around. And I, I kind of <laughs> wanted so? it to happen. I kind of <laughs> think so. Like I wanted that moment where, um, Mando falls and the saber goes skidding across the ground and he, he does his little Paul thing where he holds mm-hmm. it up and then it comes to, I don't know. I kind of thought that was going to happen, but I don't, I don't know. Um, as far as him choosing Mando over the, the Jedi, the Jedi training, I don't, I mean, it had to happen, right? He had to come back in and it, it made the audience feel good and it made me feel mm-hmm. good, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I like I said, I was a little surprised by it and and taken aback. I I really even to to get Grogu in in this season, like I was like, okay, this can't be the last time that we see him. But I didn't think that we were going to see him so soon. Um, So soon, in fact, that it would be in one of the uh, one of the episodes in the book of Boba Fett. I was totally content with waiting quite a while to see him again. But uh, 
Mm. So to get him and Luke and Ahsoka and to have the choice presented to Grogu to choose mm. between the 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 chain mail armor and the the little the cutest little lightsaber you have ever seen. <laughs> um any he, and he chooses Mando and like I'll be like I part of me wishes that he would have stayed with Luke because just imagine how fucking powerful he could become under the the tutelage of Luke Skywalker. And I think that's the point, right? I think that's the that's the dilemma they want to present to the viewer. So mm-hmm. my guess is our Grogu isn't done with his Jedi training yet. No way. No way. Sure. In the role yeah. he's going to play moving forward, he's going to be the 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 thing moving forward he's going to be the key moving forward that's my guess yeah he'll probably just you know hop on youtube watch a couple videos on you know how to use the force in 10 days or something like that and, and then... watch a video of that kid with the lightsaber <laughs> backstage when he's like swinging it around <laughs> <laughs> yeah he falls over yeah. um when when uh him and when grogu and um I can't remember her name. Uh, let's see. I, I do have... It's Amy Sidaris' character. Uh, Pili? Peli? Moto? I, I can't... I don't know if it's Pili or Peli. Um, but, yeah. Her and then Grogu show up on that, like, speeder bike kind of thing mm-hmm. at the, mm-hmm. the final episode. And Grogu just, like, jumps out of his, like, little carriage and, to, like, give him a hug. And I was like, oh, God! Oh yeah. Like yeah. just just tears of joy. I was like, "Oh my god, it's it's a it's the family reunion <laughs> that I didn't know I needed." I know. As, as someone with a totter, I was like, "My baby." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like it just yeah. it warmed this cold dead heart of mine. I know. Yeah. See just such good writing. <laughs> so good. Hang on, David's um, fixing his camera. No, I uh, I just had to. Uh, my computer charger was um, was hanging out of uh, the, the socket. I had to push it in there. Push it, push it real good. Can't have, uh, a, can't have a hangy charger. No, you cannot. Uh, let's see what else do we got here. Um, no, one one thing that I that I found, um, you know the um, the bike gang that he befriends who are on like their Power Rangers themed bikes. Like the uh, red, the, the green, the, the modders. blue, the modders. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, according to a video that I watched, and this is strictly conjecture, but did mm-hmm. you find anything about what that was based on? Um, what what do you mean? Just their whole deal, their whole vibe, their whole thing. Um, no, but I dig it. I dig it a lot. Well, like apparently. It, this is like just something that happened over in Britain in the sixties, late sixties, early seventies. I think there were these two youth subcultures called the rockers and the mods or modders. I think rockers and the mods. And okay. they would actually ride around on scooters or bikes that had similar aesthetics, like different colors and all these fucking mirrors all over it and stuff like that. So hmm. that I, th- I think that's like, if you look at pictures on like Wikipedia, 
Yeah, like if you, it, that's exactly what it looks like to me. Huh, that's cool. Yeah, so, and they were actually called the mods, and that's what they were called in this. So, fun fact. I again, that's conjecture, but sure to me that makes sense. So, yeah, um, kind of talking about that, and at the same time going back to the the whole like time hopping thing. I loved how it kind of like crescendoed to um, Boba Fett coming across Fennec Shand and, uh, you know, and her basically mm-hmm. on death's door. And right. he's like, I know exactly where to take her. And you take her to this place that we're totally unfamiliar with. They're like, what the hell are they going to do? And they basically build her into, you know, a part cyborg. Um yeah, which I Damn. thought she needed a much longer recovery time after that. I know it's the future. I know it's sci-fi, but whoa. Uh, whatever. <laughs> that didn't really bother me. <laughs> I, I mean, I was they, like, okay, she's a cyborg now. I'm like, dude, that's like, that's like six months bed rest. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's no way. <laughs> you know, they got metal parts. They got the uh, the floaty tanks. The uh, whatever that the back to tanks. Um, they got all kinds of healing stuff. Uh, so reading too much into it. Yeah. Speaking of the back to tank. Um, so there's, there's so much that we're not going to be able to cover everything, but, um, so, you know, we got Cad Bane, he shows up and this guy is Mm -hmm. fucking terrifying. He is like evil Clint Eastwood or just Clint Eastwood. The blue guy with the red eyes. Yeah. Um, terrifying. yeah, super scary. And he sh- uh, he wins the uh, the the quick draw against yeah. <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, Timothy Oliphant's character. Yeah, well, Marshall. I, I, uh, I forget what his name is. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, uh, did you think that he was dead? Because I did not. I well, they lead you be- to believe that, right? Yeah, but like so he gets shot once, and then in the he shoulder. lights. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember exactly where he gets shot, but he gets he. It's like a flesh wound. It's in the shoulder. Yeah, but then he fucking so, lights up the deputy like ten yeah, he times. Lights, yeah, he lights him up like the Fourth of July. I was like, okay, well that guy is not going to be in the Book of Boba Fett too. Um, <laughs> right, but, but uh, he just fucking guy, wings. He fucking wings the marshal. But then at the attack on the uh, on the on the, the town there at the big finale, he's not there. And right. And we're told that he was gunned down in cold blood. So is he dead? Is he not dead? I don't know. Right. Well, there's your recovery time right there. You you were asking for to, to see some recovery time. Well, there's well your yeah, the dude got right fucking there. winged. She had her entire <laughs> fucking midsection replaced with some fucking AutoZone parts. I'm just saying She's up and walking around at full okay. speed. Well, and he gets he, winged. He's not the. He's not at the finale. The goddamn <laughs> Wookie got stabbed, <laughs> shot, beat up, bit. I that's, think he. That's a and that Wookiee. dude. That, and that dude just kept coming. Which okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. <just> exactly. Saying. <laughs> well, okay. So here's here's something. Uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, my dad had both of his knees replaced at the same time, <laughs> and after he came out of anesthesia after the surgery, okay, 
an hour later, an hour later, (laughs) he was up and walking around. Jesus. Really? Yeah. They, and, and they wanted it that way. They were like, you will be able to walk around about an hour after you come out of anesthesia. As soon as you would like, if you didn't have knee surgery, like as soon as you're, you think you'd be ready to like, not in your hazy state and you'd be able to like get up and walk around. Like that's when we want you because we want to make sure that everything is working correctly, that the, that your artificial knees are working and that, uh, and we need to get that range of motion going as soon as possible. Um, when I heard that, I was like, geez, <laughs> are those doctors like trying to kill you? But okay. apparently that's just the way it goes. Um, so if you get placed by, I guess that's the, one of the pros of getting replaced with metal parts and becoming part cyborg. Um, I guess. is that because the, the recovery time, um, and plus you get like interchangeable parts, you know, um, like, uh, uh, the good, um, Mr. Ford intended, uh, and, uh, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm personally, I'm looking forward to the day where I can cut off my arm and have a gun for an arm. Like I'm not even that into <laughs> guns, but can you imagine just like getting cut off in traffic and be like, what was that motherfucker? <laughs> and like, you have like this T 1000, like, <laughs> like <laughs> just a, a, a prodder. <laughs> For cattle product. <laughs> As somebody who had his balls operated on and walked out of that office, I guess I shouldn't say anything. Sure. But, yeah, that, there you go. That, that's another. No, I mean, it, it's not your you know entire midsection like Fennec, but. Um, eh, pretty important, though. I feel pretty like important. <laughs> in, I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, I guess. Yeah. Um. So, so what else we, uh, we, we just briefly touched on Cad Bane, um, and the fact that he's terrifying. Do you think he's dead? I watched a video, uh, today that was talk. Uh, the guy uh, voiced his personal opinion about how he didn't think that he was dead. Maybe he was just, um, hoping that he wasn't dead cause he really likes the character, but I like apparently, uh, when uh, he what he didn't used to have that metal plate on his head i I think that happened in the clone wars so he he used to just be all like blue up top and the 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 black metal plate under his hat is uh an addition so he is also modded Um, so the hat was a style choice he's got a plate under there uh yeah uh, if, okay. if you look closely, I, I, I think that is the reason for those two tubes going into the okay. side of his face. Gotcha. Um, okay. I, I think See, I, I, I didn't could know that. be, yeah, I could be speaking at a turn, but, um, so there's, there's <clears throat> conjecture that he's not dead cause he possibly, seemed pretty dead. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it did, but, um, you know, if he is modded, which I mean, like it, it seemed, it, seems like he is um the the guy was talking about how he might have some sort of like tracker chip to alert someone that he is on death's door and that he needs to 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 get somewhere so um maybe you know the way that the way that disney's moving forward with the new characters it leads me to believe that they're gonna 
ax this one and move forward with something else. Like that Mm -hmm. was like the big wrap up for that character and his role because he wasn't just in book of Boba Fett in these few episodes. Like he came from the clone wars and the graphic novels and stuff like that. So he's, he's had a run. So the way Dizzy's been exploring new material, it wouldn't surprise me if he was done again, casual fan. I'm not devoted to the lore, but that's, that's my guess. I'd say he's, he's done ski. Right. Um, also we need to talk about, uh, the rancor. Um, and, oh, that's and, so cool. And Danny Trejo's, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Trejo's like small cameo. Um, <laughs> he's, he's depressed. Okay. Danny. <laughs> he's, he's depressed. <laughs> okay. Danny. The, the, I swear to God, like a Rancor Wrangler is the perfect so role good. for Danny Trejo. <laughs> so good. Uh, shit. Have you ever seen the movie Machete? Oh, yeah. A long time ago. Machete. Time ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very, uh, very uh, grindhouse B movie. <laughs> I, I saw him. On that wheeling the fucking rancor out on that anti-gravity sled. And I was like, of course mm-hmm. it's Danny Trejo. Of course <laughs> it's Danny Trejo. Yeah. I, so I heard good. that he was going to be in the show um, and play a small role. I just didn't know when I, I didn't really look too deep into it. So when I saw him, I was like, yeah, Danny, <laughs> get that, rain, <laughs> that rancor in there. Um, I would have liked to see a little bit more with the Rancor uh, in the between time because um, it, it was odd just getting that one scene of him like, uh, I you wouldn't know. write it. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time you see the Rancor, he's literally writing him into battle. And I was, I was like, whatever, it's, it's fine. It, it doesn't matter that much, but it, it, it would have been nice to get a little bit of like, Maybe like a, a a Rocky Four training montage, <laughs> something, something of yeah. You're you're not wrong about that. Yeah, it, it would have been nice to get a little bit of that, but it didn't break my heart. Um, I did think it was a little not odd, but like I wasn't expecting. Uh, so the Rancor was like they would have been fucked without him, you know, without it. Sure. Sure. And he he was like going gangbusters on those uh oh shit, what are they called? Um they're kind of the, Oh, those the, big asteroids with the yeah like, the, super the, strong the, blasters. Uh I don't know what you call those. Scorp scorpionic droids, I believe is what they're called. Um <clears throat> but the yeah, the Rancor was really the Rancor and Grogu were like the only ones that were able to like do anything about it. Um, but then Cad Bane comes along with his fire and the Rancor is like, oh shit. <laughs> and yeah. just like goes crazy on the town. So when Danny Trejo's character is explaining to, uh, Boba Fett, he says the witches of insert name used to ride these or it's rumored or, or it's, it's a legend that the witches of whoever this was. Yeah. Used to ride these. And there's actually another property coming out. I think that might even predate the prequels. If I remember right. And there was speculation on something that I watched that we might actually see that 
play out or that aspect, whoever these, I would be excited for that. Again, I'm a casual fan. I can't remember what he said and I didn't take notes on it, but the witches of whatever used to ride these goddamn things. Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) So that would be kind of fun. Right. Um, Yeah, for sure. Fun little tidbit that we might look forward to in future properties coming out. Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's see. So we covered the Rancor. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. How are we doing on time? Oh, boy. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're getting there. Um, About an hour. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's start wrapping things up so we can get to our shit that doesn't suck segments. So, um, final final thoughts, and if you want to throw out a letter grade or a star value or a a gold star or silver medal or <laughs> no, I don't know. Like it is it, like a one to ten thing. Nothing deserves a ten, of course. And although I'm I freely give out tens all the time. Yeah, I like the one to ten scale. I feel like I the, I, the one to five stars, like yeah, it, it, it feels it so condensed. Like, yeah, it doesn't give you enough. Because um, I feel like three and a half stars kind of sounds shitty, but yeah, four is. stars is like, I mean, that's next to perfect. So yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm gonna say if I had to if I had to put it at a ten, eight to eight and a half. Like okay. very good. Like I almost a nine. Like I, I don't want to give anything a 10. Nothing to really deserves a 10 in my opinion, unless it like mm-hmm. floors me or I have like a spiritual experience watching it or something. But right. It, it really is that good in my opinion. Yeah. yeah like you I, don't, you don't have to be a diehard fan. If you are a diehard fan, I'd love to hear your opinion on how it doesn't do you service, but mm-hmm. is for somebody just coming into it. Eight and a half, nine out of ten for sure. Yeah, I think it. I'll gi- I'll give it a solid eight. Um, yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I thought it was cool that each episode kind of it, it furthered the plot and the story, but it also <clears throat> it, it did what the Mandalorian did, where they had you know a couple guest directors like Robert Rodriguez. I believe he directed the majority of the episodes. Mm-hmm. But they had uh, Bryce Dallas Howard come and direct uh, at least one of the episodes who is, uh, I mean, she's great in her own right, but like as a director, she is amazing. Like she did a couple episodes of The Mandalorian and I think she's coming back to do more of The Mandalorian and I am all for that. Any episode she directs, I will, I'll just, I'll be there front and center right away. Um, she, she does an amazing job. And, uh, uh, I think she, she's the one that directed the, the Mandalorian episode, um, of the book of Boba Fett where it's just the Mandalorian. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this and I thought it was an amazing addition to the, uh, the overall star Wars um, catalog and, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready for more star Wars stuff. Whenever they want to give it to me, I will take it gladly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, shall we get to our shit that doesn't suck? Yeah, boy. Shit that doesn't suck. 
me think of what I've been watching. Gemstones, Avi. I've been watching Gilded Age still. If you're into like the Downton Abbey vibe and shows like that, it's mm-hmm. a good one. I'm into it. Um, what else am I watching right now? Mm. I know I'm forgetting something. Oh, my trash TV, Salt Lake City. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of anything new I'm into right now. So I got nothing. No uh, serial killer documentaries or uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, no movies or anything. No, that's the wife's thing. No, I'm not into that. Gotcha. She she loves the true crime <laughs> stuff. I I can't get into it. It's man, it's a girl's thing. I know guys are into it too, but it is right now uh, in terms of a contemporary medium. It is through and through. A girl's thing. Um, I'm not trying to generalize. To I'm not trying to generalize, but it is just an observation that uh, ladies, yeah, it does seem they, to be. They they love it, and it it makes sense. It's good. Uh, good prepping. You know, get into the mind of a serial killer so you can anticipate <laughs> um, the, the general moves of fucking creepy dudes. You got to protect your own, um, and I respect that. So I, f- I forget what uh, what comedian said. The number one threat to women is men. <laughs> so. uh, I know Dave Chappelle had a funny skit where he was like, uh, where he said something like that. He's like, you know what the number one threat to men is? Salt, just regular ass table salt. <laughs> it's our own hearts just being like, man, I can't take much more of this shit. <laughs> might have been, might have been John Mulaney. I can't remember who had that joke. Yeah, but. maybe. Yeah, he he's a funny motherfucker too. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, so my shit that doesn't suck is the the two Jurassic World movies, um the one with Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Um or the ones with Chris Pratt, sorry. Uh so I went to McKay's this past weekend. Um for those of you not local to the uh, Nashville, Tennessee area, uh, it's just a uh, very large uh, used books and uh mixed media uh mega store it's very big um and uh, if you want to go it's a great time i suggest you go on any time except for saturday afternoon which is when i Mm -hmm. went i knew it was going to be packed but um the uh the in-laws took the kids for the weekend so we're like fuck it let's let's go uh, it'll be chaotic, but at least we won't have the kids with us. So, uh, we went and I remembered that I wanted to revisit those movies because I was anticipating the, uh, <clears throat> Jurassic world dominion trailer. And I hadn't seen either movie in quite a while. So I picked them up. They're like seven bucks each on Blu-ray score and rewatched them. Uh, recently the last couple of days or so and i gotta be honest i really enjoy them are they perfect no uh far from it but they're a lot of fun they're like silly dinosaur movies <laughs> mm-hmm. um and i love them for that fact uh and i'm it gets me excited for the final jurassic world installment so yeah that is that is my shit that does not suck so uh, Zach, you got anything else before we uh, peace out this bitch? Mm. I don't think so. I don't think Word. so. Awesome. Well, 
audience listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Don't forget to um, smash that subscribe button as all those fucking YouTubers put it. <laughs> smash that subscribe <laughs> button trying to be funny, but really they're just like, please subscribe to my channel so I can eventually make money at this, um, <laughs> which is exactly what we are saying. So we are part of the cool gang. <clears throat> um, leave us a rating and review where applicable. That is basically Spotify. Apple podcast and stitcher, uh, one star or five stars. None of this middle of the road bullshit. Uh, you commit to the bit. God damn it. Um, let's see. What am I forgetting? Zach? Etsy uh, shop. Patreon, Patreon, it's th- Patreon. It's $3. You're never going to miss $3 and it $2 helps and $5 to $2. Really? It's yeah. We got a $2 tier it's and a $5 two bucks. Tier. You're never going to miss two bucks. Never Just sign up, sign up. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Help us out. You get some good stuff along with that. You're never going to miss two bucks. Never. Um, yeah. And you get some cool perks. You get to be in our private uh, Facebook group and discord channel where mm-hmm. we, uh, we throw some fun um, topics your way. You get a heads up on uh, the, the, the month ahead of all the episodes that we're going to do. Uh, you also get to pick out a, an episode for us to do. Uh, we recently mm-hmm. covered a short animated film that was, uh, a fever dream. Basically, uh, <laughs> it was like Stransky and the mysterious house. I was about to say that multicolored jacket or something. <laughs> Jesus in the multicolored technicolored dream jacket. There I'm go. mixing like five different musicals. The, the Technicolor Multi Dream House. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Stransky and the Mysterious House, I think, is is what it's called. It's yeah, the it biggest that, piece that, of shit I've ever I, seen. In my I, and I really, en- I actually really enjoyed that. That was okay, actually well, fun s- for me. You sick bastard. That was actually pretty fun for me to watch. There's the guy that just willingly got their tubes tied. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because um, I'm into it. Yeah. Pain for pleasure. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's going to do it, folks. Um, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week. Be kind, steaky, heat, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye. Mm. Love y'all.